Hello, welcome to the new episode of Supplycast, the podcast from the Healthcare Supply Association. Today, we have a very special guest for, for actually the second time. We've got Jackie Rock, who's Chief Commercial Officer, NHS, of course. Uh, hi, Jackie. How are you doing? Hello. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> um, I was debating uh, before I pressed record on this, as, I always, as we always do in January, don't we, whether I should wish you a Happy New Year and that sort and that sort of thing, and I'm reminded of a uh, the podcast, the last podcast that we recorded, which was an update with Andrew Daly from Hempsons. But he made a very good point that it was about a week into New Year's, and he was just you know you know talking to someone, said Happy New Year, and they have a discussion about whether you still need to say Happy New Year. And um, his um, the guy I was talking to said, "Well, you know, I think if you haven't seen them yet." At the start of the new year, then 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 you say Happy New Year. But as Andrew rightly said, what if it's like July before you speak to yeah. someone? <laughs> I mean, that would be really bizarre. So I'm not sure. I just think I just think we need some sort of some sort of edict for what we do with that. However, having said all that, I think I'm going to wish you a Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you very much. And, and likewise, let's go. I'm hoping it's going to be sort of happy. You know, happy coming into spring now. I, um, uh, you can get daffodils in January now. Um, mm, yeah, mine used to shoot markets. up. Yeah, I just went and bought some, um, I sourced, being a good commercial person, uh, a <laughs> couple of bunches of uh, of daffodils. I think they're a pound a bunch from Asda's. Yes, I don't shop at Waitrose. I shop at Asda's. And, um, uh, yeah, I think they lasted four days. So these poor things have clearly been genetically um, grown in in labs or hot mm. tents somewhere, and they, they got into my house and, and had a complete sort of meltdown. But um, it was nice for the couple of days I had them. It felt it felt spring like. We're just having a little chat we were before we uh, before I press recording this, and we were talking about the fact that it's two years since you uh, took over the chief commercial officer role. I remember that very well because I said, as I said before, when you was on the podcast previously, um, I think I was when you got that role. I was definitely the first person the HCSA that I think you met it, yeah. once you got the role because I was on the stand and you just came out to me and said, I'm going to be, or well, I'm right. about to yeah. be announced as the new chief commercial officer. Um, and uh, so I, I remember that. Very, very, so two years later, and I'm thinking, wow, that was two years ago. Um, mm. Does it? What does it feel like? Does it feel like is it, two years is a long time in NHS procurement? It's really flown by. Um it's been an absolutely fascinating time. I think um, because prior I was I was in health for sort of two years prior to that with mm. um, obviously coming across and, and uh, from defence and, and and setting up uh, Test and Trace um, and then setting up the UK Health Security Agency. So two years in this job, but it feels more like I'm sort of onto the, the fourth year of health. And yeah. um, it, it takes a long term to learn this business um, mm. if you come from outside in. And, you know, one of the great things about... Um, the NHS is is our 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 talent that has been around for so long and has got such knowledge. So when you come in from outside, especially when you're sitting, for example, on the NHS England Exco board, mm. and there's not that many non-clinicians. There's yeah. myself and, and Julian Kelly, who's the CFO, and and some of the other operational roles, but they've all run hospitals. You know, Amanda Pritchard's run very very large hospitals and organisations, yeah. and you come in from a banking and then a defence um industry and you come into the nhs there's a lot to learn you have to do a lot of listening and a lot of very quick quick kind of understanding but um the team have been great and i and i spent a lot of that first year 
just focusing on getting out into the system, meeting the teams, understanding how the NHS works, understanding the culture, understanding the challenges, and of course, therefore, understanding the opportunity, which I've, I've definitely, um, I'm very excited about. Okay, well, the 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 reason um, that we we've got you on this time is really to concentrate on the new strategic framework for NHS commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Did I get that right? Because yeah. <laughs> I was because sometimes you know I know there was a, a thing about how people are trying to shorting it or as just the new framework, the commercial framework. But I know these these things have to have their names and they have to be addressed properly. So I'm glad we got that right. Um, you obviously gave a presentation at the conference uh, in uh, in November, the HSA conference in November, winter conference, and uh, where you presented it and and, and launched it, the uh, the new framework. Um, so I guess the first thing to say is, what do you want to tell us initially about the framework? Yeah, yeah. sure. So if I if I put a little bit of context into place, um, and People will always hear me repeating these facts because it's really important that we, as a commercial community, keep reminding ourselves that health is the largest area of government procurement spending, right? The largest area. We spend 35 billion on over 80,000 suppliers. You know, keep these facts in your head. Use them all the time, the size and the scale. NHS procurement, we're 25% of the health budget. It's massive. And, and don't forget, there's over 4,000 people in the NHS that are involved in sourcing and supplying of products and services. And so, you know, the whole point of, of, of the strategic framework and some of the other interventions I'm going to talk about is how do we, given those facts, work together for the greater good of the NHS? Mm. You know, look at all that skill, look at all that experience, look at the leverage we have. And I think, you know, as in those first couple of years, there wasn't anybody, there wasn't anybody in the NHS commercial procurement environment that said no we're just going to do it we're better off on our own leave mm -hmm. us alone we just want to do our trust we just want to do our ics so everybody understands that working together and delivering world-class procurement is ultimately what is going to you know deliver a, a you know a massive um step change in in in, in the nhs capability and services to um, our patients and you know it's a really really exciting year we started off talking about you know, the year, you know, the, that, this new year, this mm. is like no other year, 24 going into 25. So yeah. we've got the strategic framework for NHS commercial, which I'm going to get onto in a second. We've got the Procurement Act 2023, which comes yeah. into effect in October 23. This is a once in a career opportunity. These bills only come around about every 30 years. And of course, because we left the EU, um, and because it's over 300 billion of spend across the whole entire um, His Majesty's government, that's why we needed a new procurement act. But what a brilliant opportunity for us in the NHS to leverage those things in the act. We can pick up on that if there's time later, but there'll definitely be more coming on the mm. procurement act um, and to really make, you know, make... Um, make a massive difference to how we do things. We continue to deliver on groundbreaking category interventions. Um, we just launched the Energy um, National Buying Basket with CCS just recently. Um, and we've got a whole pipeline of these category interventions. And then let's not forget the central commercial function, which we launched quite a while ago now, but the seven services and the things that are still happening, the, you know, I, I won't go through all the services. So, I you know, when I look at the pipeline of activity under CCF as well, 
it's going to be a really busy year. So I'm really, really excited about it. So you asked me about the strategic framework, yeah. and that's one of those key sort of four commercial deliverables, deliverables that I see. Um, and it covers our commercial ambitions and our objectives for the next five years. Um, as I said, it, if we get this right, it could be a real step change in the way that NHS commercial works. So we needed a strategic framework um, that you know, aligned the new and, and took opportunity of the new ICS landscape. You know, so much effort from, from everybody has gone into their individual trusts, you know, not, not just on, um, you know, uh, acute care, obviously same with primary care, et cetera. But, you know, we need to drive more collaboration. And with the success of the ICS landscape, yeah, we want to make sure that we're leveraging that. So collectively, we can deliver on the NHS priorities. You know, we want to ensure, let's remind ourselves, we, we're delivering the best value for money for the British taxpayer. We're leveraging our collective buying power and we're making the markets. We, we are market shapers, just not, you know, receivers. And we want to make sure that we provide really clear and consistent guidance to all our suppliers on how to contract with the NHS. And so we started this work around the strategic framework, going out and finding out, you know, kind of came through the CCF, what, what do we need? What did we need? You know, what did we know were our challenges? And we did know our challenges because we've been talking about them for many years. You know, where are our risks? Where are the insights for us to change um, uh, for our community? So we went out and we listened and we heard and, you know, we've taken all of that back. It's been a really collaborative piece of work. So, you know, whether you work in procurement, supply chain management, materials management, you've got all the teams in logistics, uh, the clinical procurement specialists, data analysts, you know, there's something in the in the new strategic framework for everybody, everybody mm -hmm. in that NHS commercial community. Um, so, you know, really, really happy to endorse this. And we've got the endorsement of the Cabinet Office, uh, Gareth Rees-Williams, who's the Chief Commercial Officer of the government, you know, I've been sharing this right across um, the whole of His Majesty's government with all of my peers. And actually, everybody's kind of looking at the NHS and this strategic framework and seeing how we deliver and, and flattering for us mm. for a change they want to replicate. So I was gonna, I was actually going to ask you, you know, why is it needed now and why is this happening now? Uh, you kind of addressed that in a way because you're saying that it's a, something that's come from the other stuff that's around, you know, procurement at the CCF. So it obviously feels like the right time to be doing this. Yeah. Um, what's different this time? Because, you know, you talk to people, you talk to people in this procurement, you talk to members and all that. They've seen kind of things, you know, tried a lot over the years. What's different this time with, with the strategic yeah. framework? You're right. Um, this isn't the first time we've had a, a framework or we've tried to bring the teams together yeah um i actually look back on the timeline i think of, of the last sort of 30 35 years and i was quite shocked shouldn't have been just how many <laughs> times we've we've readjusted and we've brought people together then we've broken them apart again and that kind yeah. of follows the that follows the um the uh, organizational design of the nhs as well with different clusters and and you know now we've got ics but what makes this different and i truly believe this is this collective desire to make this happen and mm. just brilliant timing, right? Brilliant, brilliant timing. As I've mentioned those other things, the procurement bill, but brilliant timing as well. There's nothing brilliant about COVID. 
COVID yeah. was incredibly hard and we we're all still living with yeah. um you know with, with the impact of COVID. But what COVID did do was it raised the profile of commercial. It sure. raised the profile of how important procurement is. Mm. And so again, we you know we whereas it might have been quite tough to get a seat at the, the, the top senior tables, prime minister down right mm. the way through all our ministers and, and our credit, it's much, much easier now. So this collective desire to make it happen. I think also what makes it really different is this was co-created. Um, if NHS England, if it had been Jackie Rock writing this or Jackie Rock and a group of consultants or Jackie Rock, a group of consultants and Jackie's NHS England team, I would have oh. absolutely would have been justifiable for for the for for your you know your community and my community uh, to say hmm, it's another thing coming top down right it's yeah. another thing from the top so I knew that was never going to work I learned that pretty quickly so we co created this as a community so we all agreed those twenty six strategic interventions that needed to happen. You know, so we didn't write it alone. We had uh, we had different working groups. We had lots of working groups working on the different interventions. We had governance um, that had some of the senior procurement leaders right across the NHS that sat on there uh, and and you know and guided and actually had the final um, say, say you know in terms of of, of what we needed to do. Um, it's a framework that is is proposing to be delivered differently as well and i think that's what makes it really different is that and, and people have heard me say it's that call to action um you know this can't just be the central commercial function it can't just be you know our team everybody needs to be involved in that uh, because it encompasses the entire landscape of the nhs it covers everything that our profession does um and of course there's a massive side on the on the providers so I've been doing a call out and I'll do it. I'll take the advantage and do it again. It's the opportunity to get involved. It's mm. the opportunity to take this forward and recognising the important role that HS, um, HCSA does as well is going to be really important and your members um, because we're all accountable to deliver this um, and make sure that it's on track. So that's why I think it's going to feel very different. Where are we, where are we at this already? What's the current state of, of play? With the new framework yeah so we've we've got um we've got already got a lot of in things in in in, tra in train right so let me mm. talk about them first then i'll talk about mm. kind of the implementation plan because yeah we've been starting on a lot of this stuff you know for, for the last couple of years via the ccf and of course the opportunity to bring a new framework is to galvanize all of those projects and all of those things we're already working on into one place. So I'll just touch on a couple of them. So, you know, with our key themes, when you look at our people, um, which is a key theme of the framework, we've made real headway in embedded in that national community of NHS um, commercial professionals. You know, now more than ever, there's more formalized routes to engage um, and sharing knowledge and supporting each other. We've got 2,300 people registered on our CCF best practice hub now, and it's being regularly used, right? So we, we've mm -hmm. come away there. Um, I'm absolutely delighted at how many of the trusts and how many of the teams signed up to be CCIAF accredited. Um, this is continuous improvement, uh, mm -hmm. the commercial, the cabinet office continuous improvement. And it really is supporting that, that procurement and commercial practice in the long term. So we're already doing things on our people. For digital and transparency, you know, building on that success of Atomis, let's not forget what we did in the space of, you know, less than two years. We've rolled out Atomis to nearly all of the trusts. 
you know. And so for the first time in NHS history, we've now got the opportunity to look at our spend and do real good spend comparison, real good data analysts, uh, analytics and insight. And as a result of that, we're introducing, we've already started launching the value saving methodology so that we all consistently, regularly and accurately capture the same return on in, um, investment and savings. Um, and, you know, then we look at the third theme on how we work, um, you know, looking at some of the things that NHS supply chain have been doing um, and working on that, that uh, sourcing and supply of the core range of standard commodities that they've now called the core list and other um, uh, initiatives such as Scan for Safety you know, and how we're, we're back accelerating the adoption of that. And then finally, when you look at influence and scale, which is our fourth theme, um, you know, through the framework of accreditation program that we launched and we've been working on since last August. And we've done the framework host accreditation. We're now moving into uh, framework category accreditation. And um, we, you know, we believe that's going to have a massive impact on savings. And as I say, getting a grip on frameworks. And collectively, let's not forget how much we've done to embed NHS Zero, uh, the supplier roadmap, so a modern slavery. So I could go on this. There's a lot we've yeah. already and we are delivering. But I think your question as well was kind of um, in terms of, um, you know, how, how, how we're going to implement, how we're going to implement this now. So, um, you know, because a commercial document is just one doc. It's just a, a framework is a framework, right? Unless you've yeah. actually got an implementation plan that everybody can see and sign up to. So we're in the final stages, really, of thinking and designing that implementation approach. Um, and again, that's being done in a co-creation way. So a lot more thought and discussion and planning is taking place on this. Now, we've got a national procurement forum um, coming up in a couple of weeks' time in February. Um, and these forums are where um, your members, the the each ICS has a um, procurement lead. So you'd know your lead. If you don't, I was, you know, go and have a look because somebody's representing you in your yeah. trust at ICS level. We get everybody together. So 42 of them um, and, and and obviously sort of my team and, and NHS supply chain. And we work through big, meaty topics like this collectively. And the one that we, the forum we've got in um, in a couple of weeks' time, we're going to be going through the implementation plan. So we're going to be making sure that we understand the priority, the interdependencies, how we're going to deliver, and really, really important, what the opportunity is for groups within the HDSA and the commercial community to actually pick up and run with certain things. I certainly can't deliver 26 interventions. So I need the I need the community to to, you know, I need um collaborative um, partnerships to say that's right up our street, Jackie. We'll take that, you know, because so so that we're doing this together. Um, so you know that that's going to be coming out very shortly. Um, I think they're committed to coming out with the implementation plan certainly no later um, than than the end of the financial year. So mm -hmm. um, keep a lookout for that, and there'll be very many opportunities for people to get involved. Okay. Um, so what is your ask to the system at this stage on this? A um, couple of things. So embrace the change. Mm -hmm. um, take accountability for our profession and take accountability for the future of it. Um, I think this is really, really exciting. And we, we have brilliant people in our commercial community. Um, so this is your opportunity. This is, it, 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 for, you know, for a lot of us, 
the opportunities that this year give us compared to previous years is, is you know, unbelievable. As I said, talked about the procurement bill, talked about this. So um, please make sure you're having dialogue about it. You know, I would I would ask that. At the moment, I know it's a framework, Doc, but if you haven't spoke about it um, at your, you know, your trust or your ICS procurement level, please do. Um, talk, talk to your organisations about it. Again, yeah, have you actually taken this framework and spoken to your um, ICS or your trust CFO? And bear in mind, because most most commercial communities report into the CFO, because I have, right? So I've spoken to all the ICS CFOs. They know about this. I've run it through them. So if they haven't come and asked you, why not? And equally so, let's make sure that it gives you a place on the agenda. You know, please go to your exco. Um, you know, at trust level, at ICS level, start talking about this, start talking about the opportunities, get the dialogue going. Um, you know, we've provided uh, the community with a lot of tools, um, things like um, Atomist and the spend comparison service. Please start using those tools, you know, to their full effect so we can really start measuring um, how we're turning the dial on this. And um, start looking at the CCF hub, start understanding what's coming, look at the training material, there's lots of decks for you to use, you haven't got to create your own, there's there's this whole communication decks, etc. Yeah, just just be part of this, come on board. Um, and of course, you know, let's not forget our supplier base, because a lot of what the strategic framework talks about is our reach out and our relationship with our suppliers. So start having conversations with your suppliers, because they've got a huge important role to play in this as well. Uh, do you know what? I'm going to take that opportunity with you mentioning suppliers to mention the fact that you've obviously said rightly so about how busy things are looking this year with stuff the procurement outs. You know, obviously we've got the CCF and now the, the framework as well. Um, I'm going to do a bit of a plug here. I'm going to do a shameless plug because it's because it's my podcast, <laughs> and uh, we've obviously <laughs> HTSA. Um, I've obviously taken over delivering the excellence in supply awards uh yeah. this year um and the awards for london and south have literally just gone live so uh people that want to uh do a submission for that um they can find it on our website um by going to the awards section on our website um so thank you for giving me that nice little intro into the into the uh into the plug there yeah and just on the subject of awards because i'm really passionate about this um yeah you know uh the NHS, you know, when I go to to various awards throughout the course of the year, you know, whether it be, um, you know, the GCO, the Cabinet Office uh, Commercial mm. Awards, um, whether it be the SIPs Awards, whether it be procurement leaders, whether there's 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 lots of them, and you know, sometimes we're not represented at all. And yet our stories are so compelling. The differences we're making. Uh, sometimes we've almost got trusts competing against each other for 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 the same award and i just think you know wouldn't it be cool maybe it's something that, that i'd be interested to know what the hcsa community think of that actually to start really you know when we line up and we work together you know obviously we've got we've got particular health awards but actually telling our story out to the market telling our story and getting our people rewarded for the brilliant work they're doing because these stories are going untalked about at the moment. Yeah. You know? So let's let's raise that up. Your rewards are absolutely fantastic, brilliant. But yeah, let's raise it up out into the entire commercial world. Because, you know, I, I think when I hear what we're doing and what we're seeing, I challenge sort of 
any private sector to be doing the same sort of level of um, of buying and innovation that, that I know that everybody's doing on a day to day basis. So, yes, let's let's get let's get through awards, multiple, multiple benefits there. But yeah. uh, um, if anyone wants to chat to my team about that, because we've sort of started really putting some structure and governance around that in a positive way. Yeah, that's, that's that's what we always say. You know, when it comes to our na national awards, and and obviously now uh, with delivering the EIS EIS awards regionally, um, yeah, we also say the same thing. You all got, you know, everyone's got these remarkable stories to tell, and yeah, and, uh, yeah probably yeah. sometimes at times in the past, the community has been um, a little bit too, you know, modest or whatever to um, present what they're doing, um, and that's always how we pitch national awards as well. At the end of the year, yeah. you know, make sure that people are getting recognized for the work that they're doing that you're talking about your achievements that you're you know you're, you're being bold enough to um be proud of what you're doing basically and, and and put it out there which is obviously you know a big part of um the hsa awards i was going to ask as we were sort of coming up to I suppose the end of a sort of initial set of questions that i had over this how would the implementation of this work which i guess is the you know is the big thing on everyone's lips i suppose how is this actually going to be how is this going to be implemented um, and ensuring that it isn't, as you've alluded to there yourself already, this isn't just effectively another review um, yeah. as these things can fall into being when you announce these things, as you've you know, said Indeed. yourself. And obviously, as you know, it's also it's a community that has seen stuff like this before. It yeah. might have felt a bit uh, burned by stuff that is before or, or kind of it didn't really produce what they were hoping it would do. Um so what's what's the message there about the implementation of it to make sure that um, this doesn't just end up, you know, kind of yeah. sitting there and going away? It was a good flash. idea, but nothing yeah, ever came. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Which you know, we've all seen that happen multiple times. Yeah. So there's two things. There's there's a strategic answer to that, and there's a tactical answer. So mm -hmm. tactically, um, within the central commercial function, um, we've set up a governance. Um, and that, that makes it actually governance is the wrong word. I don't think we called ourselves that, but you know, because it's not, it is about it's running it as a program. We set up a PMO, that's the right word, right? <laughs> to make sure that on a you know, monthly basis, we understand what each of those 26 interventions are. So, yeah. with all the normal things you'd imagine with the dashboard, the reporting, the benefit realization, who's working on it, opportunities, moving people out. So, unless you run it as a program because again a lot of change programs don't get run that way a lot of change programs it's oh we're just going to transform miraculously no you have to put there is a level it's governance and control around it so we will be doing that um so that's how we will ensure and i and i you know i'm accountable to all the ics chief execs amanda pritchard and everybody else to ensure that that's actually happening so um we'll be able to regularly really regularly give people at least once a quarter out to the entire community, where we are, what's happening, celebrating success, because as we start ticking things off the 26 and we start looking at the interpendies, right, we've finished that. Now we can start doing this, right? We've got that in place. Now we can start here. So that so so there's going to be a real tactical delivery to this. And as I said, a big part of that is knowing who's delivering what and when, which yeah. is what we just we just finalizing and we're going to come out with. And then strategically, um, so I've been, I, I've just spent two days off site um, with all the other chief commercial officers in His Majesty's government. Um, so all my peers, 
uh, for Ministry of Defence, HMRC, Education, all of us, uh, really going in um, deep on the Procurement Act 2023. Not necessarily going deep on the sort of eight major interventions, which is probably another podcast, actually, Bruce, which I'm happy to well, do. Well, yeah, there'll absolutely. Be, yeah. I mean, this yeah, is there'll a be a series, lot of training yeah. material. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a lot of training material. In fact, I encourage anybody get ahead of it, right? And I know that my team's been going out to the system, but go on to um, uh, gov.uk, transforming public procurement. They have a raft of brilliant little videos, animations. So literally, you can get ahead of where what the procurement bill is going to be in your lunchtime, you know, because it's, it's really, really good stuff. Right? So I encourage everyone to do that. But but back to that strategic and what we were doing for those two days, because a lot of our time out there, we were looking at how are we going to, what is the opportunity? Because it's not just we had to do this. We needed to do this because of coming out of EU regulations. You know, there was, it was a brilliant opportunity to start looking at the government at 300 billion is spent. But what's the opportunity? And um, I've now been focusing and I'm going to be focusing and I'm going to be sharing at the MPF what, therefore, is the opportunity of the procurement bill to enhance, accelerate, um, modernise, make, make the NHS procurement the best it can possibly be. Right. How do we how do we leverage those levers? And I can't just talk about the procurement bill over here mm. and then talk about CCS over here. And commercial efficiencies over here and the strategic framework over here. It all has to tie where I'm right when I was talking at the beginning. Strategically, yeah. there has to be an overall vision. So what I want to work with with um, with the teams are is that overall, what is that compelling story? What is our commercial narrative in the NHS for 2024? And 2025. Yeah, I keep forgetting what year I mean. Obviously, the act was 23, right? What what <laughs> is that is that compelling story? So that every single one of us, regardless of what level we're at, regardless of which role we play in the procurement world, we've all got that same really compelling narrative. That's how, again, I know the implementation is going to work because it's going to be a massive part of delivering that narrative. Okay, but before um we we, we sort of uh come to the end of the podcast uh i was going to ask you do you have have you thought i'm wondering whether you have thought of this already if not you might need a couple of seconds do you have any concise message for hsa members in terms of the framework what would it be if you had to give one it's get on board yeah. Right. It's a call to action. It's it's get on board. Give us feedback. Look, it's going to change. It's going to evolve. This is a framework, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's a twenty six things we want to do. Yeah. They may end up being twenty four. They may end up being thirty two. They may, but I can only do that with your members. I can only mm-hmm. do that with the whole community behind this. And you know, I know because people tell me, and I truly believe that we look. We all we there's a reason we all work for the NHS. And there's a reason we're all commercial professionals, you know. So we want to do the best job we possibly can. And we want to deliver the best of our professional capability into the NHS. This is a way of us all working together and galvanising to do that. So that that would be my message. Um, get on board. Get excited. Take part. Okay, great. Well, there you go. That, that sounds like the slogan's already in place there moving forward. Um Thank you very much for obviously come, finding the time to come on today. Uh, this is, this is, we are going to be doing a series of pod supply costs on uh, stuff around the framework um, with uh, various yeah. individuals. 
Um, we will announce, uh, we've already got a little bit of a sort of uh, framework in place for how that framework podcast about the framework is going to work. Um, so, uh, and so, so just, you know, keep your eye on the supply cast feed and obviously on the social media feeds, et cetera, for details of that. And I know that you'll be sharing that for your side, um, in the NHS. So, um, Thank you very much for the time to do that. I think people have found that really worthwhile and I think they're going to be finding the future podcasts around this subject. Um, you're always welcome on to discuss new aspects. People do like to obviously hear from you. I know you do an awful lot of uh, presentations throughout the country through the course of the year. It's quite amazing. I remember asking um, uh, Priya Bailey about that once, you know, I can't remember how many she said, but I said, how many yeah. have you done this year? Yeah. It was November, so, and it was a lot. It was a, it was a scary figure. But if ever you want to kind of have that, you know, that, that message into our community, our members, and you always work on the podcast to just sort of flesh out a few Thank details. You. And I know that you'd be also willing, should the membership have any particular questions coming up to address mm. them as well? in that kind of a format as well. Um, so thank you very much for finding the time to do that. Um, it's a great kick off this series of, of podcasts about the framework. Um, now, you, obviously when people are on for the first time, we always, we ask them to what they would pick as their favorite, you know, luxury item, music and film to take to a desert island. Now, because you've already done that, we're, we, we're not gonna do that. But what I do like to do when people are coming on for a second time, it's just to ask them if they can remember what they said. No. Thanks, thanks. I can remember the, I can remember the music, and I reckon you can as well. I'd be surprised if you can't remember the music, the album. Yeah, well. I can remember it. I think I actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a really an excuse that I probably said there's, you know, it's an eclectic taste, and there's quite a few. <laughs> um, uh, I, I probably, you know, again, I was thinking, you know, favourite movies and, and luxury items. Go on, um, enlighten me. What did I say? Well, one of the things I like to do is not actually do any research on this myself, but I can, See, I'm, I pretty cer- I'm pretty certain the music was Meatloaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad of hell, bad yeah. hell. Yeah. yeah. So that was definitely yeah, like the album for sure. Yes, definitely. Um, I can't remember what the luxury item was. I was trying to remember what the film was, but I'm wondering. Well, it would have probably been Halloween. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure it's Halloween. Halloween or Jaws. They're my they're my top two. Die Hard for a Christmas movie. Let's not get into that debate. Um, Jaws, yeah, and, Jaws is ha- my favourite movie. Yeah, and I also love Halloween as well. So you yeah. know. Well, the resilience of Michael Myers, you know, he's, he's a bit of a, I know he's a really bad man. I know he's a bad man, but that man, you cannot, you know, he's up, he gets up every time. You knock him down and he gets up. It's so. an inspiration for the NHS Becuming community, isn't it? The NHS sure. Becuming community is the Michael, serial killers. the Michael Myers of healthcare. Yeah, no, but it's, um, we all need a little bit of release. I'm sure there's, yeah. I'm sure there's other horror fans out there. Yeah. It's a particular genre that, well, if, if, if it's your favourite, it really is your favourite. Yeah, no, it is absolutely. I know a lot. I was actually having that conversation about a week ago. If that's your favourite kind of, you know, film genre, you tend to go really big on it. It tends to yeah. be like a sort of almost like a lifestyle type thing because there's, there's fashion around there. There's not just the films and the music and the, and everything. Um, okay, look, Jackie, that's really good. I am going to go back and listen to that. Make sure it was. It was definitely Meatloaf. It was Meatloaf. Uh, if it was Jaws, uh, if it was actual Jaws that you picked out, 
then I, the podcast would have been about three hours long with about two <laughs> two and a half hours of us talking about Jaws. I promise you, <laughs> that's what it would have run to. Let's do that one. Yeah, that we'll do that. We'll do it. Spin, yeah, I mean, do see how many special. listeners you get. <laughs> really special um so yeah i mean thank you very much for finding the, the, the time again no, that's been absolutely pleasure. brilliant and i hope that you can join me in the next episode of supply cast bye